Man on the Moon, Mike Goes Kaboom. Welcome back to TNT, episode 2 plus 2. You already know, this dynamite, no stage fright. That's right, Adam took the bite. We're here to fight the good fight. We can be here all night. Welcome back <laughs> to episode 4 of season 2 of True North Talk, featuring Peter Burnett and myself, Joseph Staten. Uh, um, if you guys are new here, please go ahead and press that like button and subscribe to the podcast. We bring you guys weekly shows every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 Central for those of you in the Central Time Zone, like Peter is, yep. out in the cornfields. Um, <laughs> hey, how would you describe in short? Yeah, what'd you say? Ohio's got cornfields too. We do, we do. Just not as not as plentiful as Omaha. Right, right. But how would you in brief describe True North Talk's mission to new listeners, Peter? Oh, wow. That's a great question. It's definitely, I guess it's it's tough, but it's also fairly easy to boil it down. I would say our mission, this is this is what we've said as the one, like kind of one sentence, one phrase, is to glorify God in the most magnificent way possible. And what that means is, is first of all, the first part of our mission is to glorify God. It's to bring honor to his name. It's to reflect the character of God and, and of Jesus, the son and of the Holy spirit, the Holy Trinity. And it's also to spread that. And and that's, that's kind of, I feel like where the most magnificent way possible comes in is by just spreading that message in the most magnificent way that we poss- that we possibly can by, by giving our best effort, by always representing Christ, no matter what we're doing in the big things and in the little things in in you know the big uh, tasks that we have, the jobs that we have, the you know bigger things, and just in the daily day to day, it's it's little things. You know, people people notice a difference when something that would you know people other people would maybe be complaining about. You're not complaining about that, or even go in the opposite direction and being like, hey, let's let's see, th- there's some good in this situation. Let's let's find that and in go- instead and focus on that. And and so I think it's it's things like that, and it's ultimately not trying to build ourselves up or make ourselves better or just focus on the work that we do in terms of like having a, you know, day-to-day job, but in that job glorifying God as kind of our main our main job, main calling in life to kind of bring in what we'll talk about in this episode. Yeah, and there's a there's a difference too between what we're going to get into today is identifying your calling in life, which yeah, I mean, you could take it a faith direction or you could take it kind of blend the two and take it in career direction um, and just to kind of look into what are we called to do? Like, what is our specific purpose in life? It's a question we've talked about quite a bit in the podcast. It's one that plagues my generation, our generation, Gen Z. Um, There are a lot of young men and women out there today who are age and and younger and, and maybe a little bit older find themselves uh, confused and lost and kind of just feel like they don't have purpose in life. So this episode is for you if you're in that position. It's also for the people who maybe never asked the question, what is my calling? Um, I think it's, I think it is actually a, a, a really big issue, a prominent issue um, in America and probably the rest of the world as well with people who, you know, they're working a job that they don't necessarily enjoy uh, sometimes they hate it and they feel stuck because they're in this career, they're in this job because somebody else told them to do it or they just fell into it. And they wake up one day and they ask themselves, what am I doing with my life? Like, wh- what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Do I really want to do this? And, and oftentimes these people can tend to be miserable because they don't like what they're doing. Right. And I, th- I just think it's so critical for all of us to ask this question. Um, something I'm pretty passionate about because uh, Peter, you probably discovered specifically what you felt like you were called to do a little bit younger than I did. But my experience with this was pretty profound. And it was a question that bothered me for quite a while because I was like, I don't know. There's so many different things I can do. That was kind of my thing was like, I, I enjoy so many things. I find interest in so many different things that I was like, I almost had kind of like analysis paralysis. Like I I was trying to pick the right perfect option for myself. And I almost felt like I didn't want to narrow it down because I was so young and I was like, I don't want to pick something to be, to be, I just want to explore a little bit and and figure out, you know, what I'd like to do, but that can leave you a little bit feeling like a little aimless, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe if you just want to go ahead and dive into that first 
question there, uh, or maybe just point or topic of, you know, what was that path like for you identifying what you want to do? And just, yeah, just tell us your experience with that. It's, you know, probably starts at a young age, but if you just want to go ahead with that one. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess a question real quick before I do get into answering that, are you talking specifically a calling is in a job or more so what, what God's calling on my life was. I know that kind of is interconnected, but there is, I, I do think a difference between the two. Well, you can kind of take it whatever direction you want to. I think they both sure. will tie in eventually. Yeah. But you know, I guess, yeah, if you want to start off with, uh, God's calling and, and maybe ministry side of things, and then if you want to go into career aspirations, Definitely. Well, and you, you mentioned the word mission. I think that's what set the foundation and made it easier for me at a young age was the fact that I grew up with, with my dad being a youth pastor from when I was, I mean, really, he was volunteering, I think, before I was born or soon soon after I was born, back back in 99, early 2000s. And then our first move as as a very young family, just me, me and my mom and my dad, and my brother, and then my mom was also pregnant with my sister at the time. You know, we moved to to Hillsdale, Michigan, when my dad got a job as a youth pastor there. And so, you know, I was I, I grew up around the church. I grew up around, especially then mission work. You know, my dad was called about three years later to go down to Orlando, Florida, where he worked with Wycliffe Bible Translators, which is an organization that, as it as it describes, translates the Bible into into different languages. And so, when he worked down there. Um, you know, he did did a variety of different things. Um, you know, I think at one point he was like kind of like a tour guide in a sense of the facility there. I don't know if tour guide is the right way to describe it. He could say that better than I can. But then where that missions really took off is when we were called to go down to Oaxaca, Mexico. It's in southern Mexico. If you've ever seen Nacho Libre, the movie, it's actually where it was filmed. <laughs> So just a little tidbit there, um, Monte Alban are, are some ruins down there that, that we went to that were also uh, part of part of the filming of the movie. But being being around missions from an early age set this kind of calling on my life to and, and even just being in the church too, not necessarily in missions specifically, but just in the church, this idea of wanting to help other people. And I think the way that that's the way that God has manifested that in my life now is through this podcast and obviously just being as much of a, a positive influence and helping to build other people up, providing, you know, when people are, are dealing with a problem, it's not like I always have the right answer, but when I do, you know, I'm not, I'm not withholding that. I'm giving, giving the help that I can. I'm trusting in God to give me the words. And so again, I think from an early age, really, that was, it was a blessing to grow up in the church like that. And I know, I know you have kind of similar experiences, especially, you know, with your dad and how, how just driven and devoted he is to learning through the word and especially studying, studying especially like the old Testament, Hebrew, the Torah and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. being able to identify that. So I do feel like I definitely benefited from a, a blessed upbringing and being around that. And I think that's why for me, I was able to discover it an, at an early age. And I think something that my parents instilled in me, but really it was through the Bible anyways, was, it isn't like, like one thing that you were kind of talking in your opening there was what do I want to do with my life? What do I, what do I want to do? How do I want to use my life? But really the question that you need to ask and really you need to ask it from a young age. I'm talking like, I'm talking like 10 years old. If, if you're aware enough to do it, maybe, maybe a little bit later than that, but it's really asking God, what, how do you want to use my life? How do you mm-hmm. want to use it? Emphasis on that. Not what should I do? What's going to bring me fulfillment? What's going to make me, you know, the, the, you know, best person that I can be for myself, but instead asking God, what, what do you have planned for me? And so I think that's, that's a key thing that, again, I haven't always been perfect about that. I've definitely pursued some things, even in my current career that are for my own benefit. And that's something that consistently I need to catch myself on. But in terms of my calling of wanting to help people in in a more like faith faith focused faith centric idea, I would say definitely it started with missions from a young age. My family then, when I was twelve, when we were in North Carolina, went on a mission trip to Bulgaria, in Europe, and so just ministering to people there, helping with like VBS that sort of thing. We did we did puppet shows there. We 
did some like sports ministry, playing soccer and basketball. And I think painting fences, another thing that I remember from our time there and obviously around it all ministering to the people there. So that, that calling then was used again when I was a junior in high school, getting to go down to Costa Rica and minister to the people there, helped build a foundation for a church, did did VBS down there as well, which for those who aren't familiar, uh, Vacation Bible School, it's a lot of, you know, it's teaching lessons of the Bible in kind of a fun way. You have activities, you play games, you just minister, especially towards, it's kind of like that pre-K through through fifth grade age, age range typically. And so both of those trips and growing up in the church, being around, being around to a community of missionaries, because when we lived in North Carolina, we lived at this place called Jars and even Wycliffe in Florida too, was the same way where the people that I was around, like 90% of those people were, were missionaries. And the friends that I had were almost a hundred percent MKs, missionary kids. And so Hmm. definitely the environment for me was a huge part of that story of finding my calling. And then to, to answer it a little bit more quicker for my work, I always love sports. I mean, I, I obviously don't remember this, but from pictures, my first Christmas when I was just a few, couple months old, I got like a, a baseball and a bat kind of set for Christmas. And then, you know, a few years later, I think I probably got like a basketball hoop and a basketball, started playing T-ball when I was like four or something like that. So I grew up around sports, especially baseball. And I knew I wanted to be involved somehow in sports. And I was always I was always a little bit undersized. That was part of it. And I, you know, probably didn't put in as much effort as I could have to make it, you know, to a point where I could make it professionally and make money from it. But what I did instead was I realized I had another talent that God has blessed me with, which is an ability to write, and I believe also to talk, but I've mostly used it in writing about sports. And so that was something that I kind of discovered in high school. Shout out, shout out a very godly example in Miss Bowler, who was the the English teacher at Liberty Christian Academy. I'm always so grateful for her for really, really pushing me in that direction. She's the one who I credit for giving me that push to really pursue writing because I, I did creative writing in her class. And she was like, Peter, you're, you know, you're God has blessed you with this. This is something that you should pursue. And so I'm forever grateful for that. And so that was, that was, I say, Talk you know, that was somebody who really, really uses their position to encourage others. Amen. You know, she, I was only there for a year <laughs> and my mom. So for background for you listeners out there, um, we're, we're talking about, this is my senior homeroom teacher, Miss Bowler. Yep. Um, Peter and I shared, we were both in a honors, I think honors, was it literature? Class? Are you talking about with with Mrs. Bowler? Yeah, I think it was I honors think it was literature. Ju- maybe, maybe honors. It might have just been regular literature, but definitely, I think it was English English lit. Maybe. Maybe I, we were yeah. in some sort of literature class. We shared a teacher. Um, she taught my mother. Actually, my mom went way back in the day. Went to the same private school that I went to. Eventually, um, kind of crazy location. connection there, but yeah, exactly. But this is a person who. It's very special. I mean, from day one, she welcomed me, felt like family, but she made an impact on me. You know, she was a great, great example. Um, definitely a woman that I will never forget in my life. You know, I would, I would in some ways even say a role model, you know, she exemplified her faith and, um, and encouraged in certain areas, crediting her for encouraging you to, to take the step into your career. It's just, Big shout out to Miss Bowler. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and then, and then from there, that was kind of, kind of wrapped up my, my call, my story of my calling as well. And I think, I think God has also imparted on me an ability to speak. I mean, he has on both of us. I believe that we truly are doing his work with this podcast. And so kind of combining both of those, I haven't, I haven't used writing as much with, with faith. I feel like I kind of talk about faith better than I write about it. But definitely that communication. I mean, that's what I studied in college too. So I mean, I was I was definitely blessed. I know it's that's not the case for everybody. I was blessed to know what what I wanted to do, and I felt like it did align with what God wanted for my life as well. But but I would encourage people, you know, who were where you were, Joe, and maybe didn't quite know what they wanted to do. Again, to ask ask that question, not 
what should I do with my life? What's what's going to make me just benefit the most from it? But instead asking asking God, Lord, show me. Show me what what ways you're going to use me. And so I think if you can ask that question yeah. and it it doesn't have to be you know, it doesn't have to be this standard of you know what you're going to do when you're, you know, at by the end of college or or by the end of high school especially. You certainly don't need to know at that point, but I think that's why a lot of people feel lost is because, you know, they, and I don't know if this was, tr- I don't think that this is necessarily true in your story, Joe, because I know you've, you've always been, you know, aligned with the Lord. Um, but it definitely is, you know, when you have that question, I think re rephrasing it from a different perspective is, is the most important thing. Well, I, I think that there is a, a defining line with that question. And if somebody's asking it in the sense of they don't know who they are, even like spiritually, that, you know, that's a bigger issue at hand. That's clearly your priorities. Number one, need to be your faith and who you are in the eyes of God. Um, but it, I think it's possible too to have a strong faith foundation. Cause that's where I was at. You had, you know, I had a very strong foundation in my faith, but just didn't know, wasn't quite sure about what I wanted to do for my career to, to earn money, you know, to make, make a career, um, for my family one day and just what I want to do. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think probably rephrasing that is probably better, but I think the, the motive is what's important. And there are a lot of people who are in that position of, they may have a strong faith, but they just don't know what they want to do. We've yet to do the episode on gifts fully, which I think we're going to do and, you know, definitely going to do in season two. Um, yeah, but a lot of people don't know what their gifts are. They, they don't, they never asked the question. And that's what I wanted to say too, was there are a lot of people in our society and you know, the think and grow rich is a great example of the, the mindset that kind of is required to do something special, um, to do something different and unique and to create and build in this life. A lot of people don't have that mindset of, of thinking outside the box and it's not of their own doing. I'm not even saying it's it's a problem, but it's just that by nature of their surroundings and the environment they grew up in, there's a lot of people who grow up and their parents, you know, kind of took the path that everybody took. For example, you know, you go to college and you just, you get a generalized degree, you end up working a job you don't necessarily like. Um, and I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that, but is it ideal? I think God has gifted all of us individually with specific things that, that ideally you want to use those things in what you do for work so that you find enjoyment in your work. You know, you don't want to feel like a slave at your job. And I've, I have been in that position before. I'm not, I'm not sure, Peter, would you say you've been in that position as far as work goes? Cause I feel like the jobs you've had that didn't necessarily align were kind of like the high school jobs or just something kind of yeah, to make money. Cause honestly, by the time, by the time I got to college and I, first job I had was at Chick-fil-A, there were definitely challenged with challenges with that. I, I would say probably among fast food places, it's probably the best one you can work at. Cause I would say it's probably just the friendliest environment, even if that's a bit of a facade in some way, you know, not everybody is, you know, my pleasure, you know, oh, that, that sort of thing. Tea, definitely got tired. I, I don't, I, it's not like I have any specific <laughs> examples at all. I'm just saying that, you know, it wasn't a perfect atmosphere but it definitely I think probably was was good and and that was only like a summer and then I'm trying to remember if I was in college at this point or if maybe it was like end of high school when I did Panera delivery driving that one that one I actually kind of enjoyed too because I was just you know out driving around and everything most of the time sometimes I'd be in if I wasn't really if it was kind of a slow time of the day wasn't really getting orders but that one was decent and then yeah by the time I got to college um, I was, I was starting, I, I worked at the gym for a while. I was the, the kind of front desk person there. And so that was, that was fun too, getting to interact with people. And again, just kind of, I definitely looking back at that, I think one thing I definitely could have done better is being a little bit more uh, cognizant, I guess, of being, you know, being a light for Christ and like specifically like explicitly sharing Christ I do feel like, you know, I was, I was a welcoming presence when people came into the gym. I was, I, I did my best to be friendly and everything and to, you know, when discussions started going in a direction that was away from God, you know, steering clear of that as best I could. Um, again, didn't do, always do that perfectly at all. I'm not saying that, but 
um, even that job was something that, you know, I, I felt like I enjoyed. And then, and then by the time I got like last year and a half of college, I was doing, I was getting, I was already starting to get paid then to, to be the sports editor at the paper. Um, and so even, and even got a little bit of just kind of supplemental income from writing for an, an Ohio state fan site, Scarlet and game. And so I, I don't know, I, I would say maybe part of it is because I felt like I was aligned with what God wanted me to be doing. Uh, at the same time, I understand I was certainly blessed with the opportunities that I had. And I, I think another thing too, that maybe is, is the bigger thing for me is having that optimistic mindset and always looking for the positives in every situation. Because I feel like so many people like, yeah, there are jobs that you're not really going to like and that don't necessarily suit you. But I think even in those jobs, it's so important. My encouragement to everybody listening is to find, find even the slimmest sliver of, of enjoyment in that job. If it's, if it's the people that you get to work with or the people that you interact with in the place that you work, if it's just little details about your job, maybe that you enjoy, even if you don't enjoy it for the most part, if it's the location where you get to work, if it's, you know, whatever it is, there's, I, I truly believe that there is even in, even in bad things, there are, there are good things to find. And another mindset that I have too, is that every challenge is just a building block or it's, it's a part of the path. I forget, I forget the way that you say it, Joe, but you, you say that kind of really, really well, um, about the obstacle is the way. Exactly. There we go. The obstacle is the way. So I think it really is all about the mindset. Even when you're in the position of a job that you don't enjoy, I think it's, you know, living with that mindset and truly looking for how is this obstacle the way? And again, it starts with asking, with asking God about that. And so if you can do that, I think that shifts the perspective. Well, I just want to say too, that it's absolutely critical to be grateful um, and to Mm -hmm. appreciate what God has given you because at the end of the day, a job is bringing you income, you know, a job is a bad thing. It's, it's something you do to earn a living. It's an honorable thing to do. It's spectable. There's a lot of people who won't even work to begin with. So Right away, any job is honorable and respectable. That's what my dad always said. Any work is honorable. You know, if you're going out and putting in the work and you're making money, bringing home a paycheck at the end of the day it is honorable. But, but it is important as well to understand as human beings, you know, especially in the work environment, um, there are many cases where there, there is tyranny in the work environment. You know, you work for, you can go to work and, and this is actually my personal experience. And I, Peter, I subscribe to your same mindset as far as, uh, finding the positivity in every situation. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, something my yep. dad instilled in me. Hmm. Um, but you know, there are legitimate situations where you can be an honest, good employee. You can go into work every day, give it your best and everyone knows it. And I, I had a situation in my previous job, praise God that I can say it's my previous job now. <laughs> and I say that grateful for it for what it was, but I'm pretty happy I don't work there anymore. So my previous job was one of those situations where I went to work and the, all my coworkers on the whole site, I, I was a security supervisor and I, I was, I, I supervised security. It was contracted security for a very big company, uh, at a data center. And so we serviced this data center and we serviced this big company. We were not connected. I didn't work for them. I worked for a security company, but I made friends with all of the, of the uh, all of the client clients employees. So I was friends with this big company's employees. They loved me. I had a couple interviews there. I I made a really good rapport with just about everybody on the whole site. But I did, and my higher ups were disrespectful. You know, they they did not. It was very unprofessional. Um, and they did not recognize good work. I had a very good friend of mine as well who worked there. He still works there, um, who for three years has worked at this job, has come to work on time every single day, does a great job. And his work is, is simply just not appreciated. Um, and I can give you a specific example on that, but I'm, I'm going to spare everybody the time on that. 
But there are situations where there is tyranny in the workplace. And praise God if you've never been in that situation. But being somebody who has, who has been in that situation, it's not a fun place to be. And that's why I say it's critical that, that we all identify the individual gifts God has given us so that we can work toward that goal. Because you need that goal to have. I mean, you know this, Peter. If we don't have goals, we do feel aimless. You know, mm-hmm. we can be... If that's our number one goal. Even that's a goal, but a lot of people don't have that goal, you know, and they feel aimless. They feel purposeless. Um, but I think it's important to have that goal ultimately serve God in everything we do. But we also, we need smaller achievable goals as well. That's what inspires us as humans. That's, you know, we wake up out of the bed one day, every day and our, we, you know, a small achievable goal is like, okay, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to go get in a cold shower. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, do this and that. And we get, we get moving in our day, but we need small achievable goals to hit. And creating momentum. that starts, yes, momentum, but we need to identify our gifts because man, being in that situation was not fun. And I'm just going to briefly go into, you already kind of talked about how you identified your gifts and I guess your calling. So briefly with me, and this is something I, I highly suggest everybody listening to go check out Earl and Ingale. I think Peter used to him a couple times. Some of his stuff is pretty good. Um, but I, as far as my calling in Christ, since a young age, I, I've been saved since I was six. I think I remember praying around age six to accept Jesus as my Savior. And, you know, I fully didn't grasp the gospel then, I don't think, the full entirety of it. But I understood it enough to know, you know, kind of the general concept. And um, really since young age, I, I felt close to God. I've I prayed every night since that age. I um, Just about every night. I'm sure there's been a couple I've missed. But um you know, always felt close to God. It was very emphasized in my household. Both my parents emphasized our faith. Um, always in and around church. I didn't really necessarily stick in a specific church for years and years. Um, but honestly, since a young child, I mean, I used to get, you know, I used to have people who would tell me like, at a, I remember when I was like seven years old, I had some kid tell me, he was like, you're just, you're too Christian. You're too Christian. And it's like, you know, at a young age, I didn't, that didn't bother me. Cause I was like, I know God, you know, I, you can say what you want. But I know God, and, I, and I'm never going to compromise my values um, for anybody. So, and I legitimately understood and felt the importance of that at the young age. So as far as my calling in Christ, it's been quite strong. Obviously, I've had some ups and downs. We've, we've talked about those at times. But um, my calling in life, as far as like for work, uh, something I had to do a lot of work to find out. And you know, it came to me at a weird time kind of, but it was a growing period in my life. And, you know, went through a little bit of, of, uh, some heartache and was kind of trying to, you know, just find myself and I prayed heavily for that to be revealed to me. And I remember (laughs) there was a specific moment. Um, I forget what the movie was called, but there was a movie on Netflix, I think called, uh, what is it? 22 again. It was like with Zac Efron. I forget what the movie's called. Yeah, but I think maybe it's seventeen it's about again or something. Yeah, seventeen again. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So it's it's in short. Have you seen it, Peter? No, I have not. I've seen trailers and stuff for it, but I haven't watched it. It's about a guy. Zach Efron plays this guy that he he was a basketball star in high school, and he kind of let his musical gift throwback. go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he let his gift go, and he didn't he didn't pursue that you know, that gift he had. And he just ended up working a job he didn't really like. And then he was like 40 years old. And he was like, I would do anything to go back to 17. And then like, I think the movie, I forget how it happens, but he's granted his wish to go back. And he kind of lives out his dream and what, what could have been. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of a, it's a funny movie at times, but it's actually in some ways very inspirational. And that actually, you know, that movie forced me to ask my, Oh, what am I pushing down? Like if I really could have, like if, if God allowed me to accomplish my biggest goal, what would that be? And I, I knew what it was. And I, you know, since a young age, I've, I've been interested in government and I, I truly enjoy studying the connection between morality and, and government and, and American governance. Um, so I, I identified that this is what I want to do with my life. I want to serve in government. And, you know, that's can be a daunting goal. Specifically, the one I hold is pretty daunting. Um, but that, 
you know, the introspection as far as like looking back, what did God give me to do? You know, I've had several people along, along my life. I think this is a, a good pointer. Peter, you pointed to Miss Bowler. Um, I've had several people, several who have pointed to me and, and told me, you know, you'd be really good. Uh, I've had people tell me I could be a good lawyer quite a bit, but, um, as far as like speaking up and speaking the truth, um, you know, my speaking abilities. Yeah. Advocacy. And I, I just, I don't like, I don't fear really anybody going to like say about, uh, my standpoints and, and cause I'm the truth and God's word. So I've had several people confirm that along my life, uh, life path. And, you know, a quote from Earl Nightingale, um, Peter, I don't know what your experience is with this, but a good quote from that. It's, I'm not going to say it word for word, but essentially it's like when you're trying to identify your calling in life, as far as like the gifts you've been given in the career that you want. Um, sometimes you, like you have to fall back on what your heart always thinks about when you, when you dream, and what do you about several times about you doing in your life? What do you come back to? You know, there's been several times in my life when I think about it over the years, I've always come back to this dream I've had of serving in government. And it's, it's been something that's been consistent in my life. And that was a really good quote. Um, I'm not sure if there are points along your path, Peter, where you, envisioned that we talked about it in high school actually a couple times um throughout the college football season um you know we kind of joked about going into journalism i think back then it was more serious for you than it was for me but i think we kind of talked about it and i i can recall a couple times that we would speak about it but i think a good pointer for everybody is to like just think back you know think on your youth think about when you were a kid what did you want to do and what did you find interest in and what do you truly enjoy? Uh, because oftentimes you don't have to look too far or hard to find that answer. And I think doing the work, um, and I would say stay tuned for this episode of identifying your individual gifts that God's given you. I think there's ways to do that. I think joining a church and getting involved in that church. Um, I'm going to hand it over to you, Peter, here in a second, but I just want to touch on this real quick. Getting involved in a church, I think, is critical. Uh, I had several, a couple people who I really trust in my church also kind of confirm some gifts that, that I believe that I had. And you never really fully know until, you know, others can confirm that sometimes. So I think those are a couple pointers that we can look to. And we're going to get into some scripture here in just a second. But Peter, did you want to touch on any of that? Or did you have any specific stories or examples that kind of stick out to you from those things I was saying? I think it's also sometimes it shifts a little bit. Like even if the main goal stays the same, it definitely shifts because even back in high school, specifically I knew I wanted to get into reporting on sports in some way. And at that time, and I still consider it a significant possibility that I go down this route eventually, but back then it was more like the broadcasting side of things. Like I remember being like a play-by-play guy was something that I really wanted to do. Like somebody like a, a Chris Fowler, or Gus Johnson, or, or even Reese Davis, or, or Mike Greenberg. Those were people that I that I looked up to, and that I just enjoyed hearing talk about a, a college football game, especially all those guys. But even like, even even though a lot of people give him give him some some sla- or give him whatever some rough you know whatever perspective opinions, but even Joe Buck doing baseball was was somebody that I was like, you know, that's that's something I want to do someday. And I, I definitely feel like that door is still open. Um, I feel like I'm able to go down that route a little bit more in kind of a recreational way with with my YouTube channel. But I, I definitely think it, it does change a little bit over the years. It shifts. But again, like you were saying, I think having that main goal, kind of that main purpose, I guess, is most important. And again, the only way that I believe you could truly find that is by pursuing pursuing it through through p- prayer and spending time in the word and asking God what what is your mission through my life. Yeah, and I I think like I said it's it's what does your heart always come back to? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. God gives us ways even in our conscience, you know, he plants these things in us. And oh, I forget which verse it is, but there was a scripture I read regarding this around that time when I I felt like I identified my calling and it was something along the lines of basically the idea that God does, you know, individually, he gives us all a calling in our lives. And sometimes we don't identify it. You know, it is possible that we don't identify it, but 
ultimately our purpose is to serve him. So I think if you're hitting that mark, you are hitting the main mark. But mm-hmm. ideally, I think finding your gifts and finding out your unique calling is, is important. But I, I think it is possible to miss it. You know, I think it is because we do have a choice. You know, it is easy. Um, and this is another Nightingale quote, but, you know, it's easy to go get lost in a big corporation and to climb the corporate ladder and to kind of th- to not question uh, what could I really like if if I get use the gifts God gave me, what could I really make of them? You know, how can I glorify him in the, in the most magnificent way possible? How can I do that? And it's it's easy to not ask that question. You know, it does it does take less energy and it's less risky, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I know when, uh, when I started my YouTube channel last, what was that? It was October, about over a little bit of, uh, less than a year ago, you know, it's scary to, to step out like that. And, um, you know, you're risking a lot of things when you, when you t- step out on your own. Um, and Peter, you know, you're doing your YouTube channel now we're doing the podcast and everything, but, uh, I would also agree with what you're saying about, um, it can shift and change. Cause I, I think when I first started out, I thought I was going to be like, okay, I can see myself having a talk show, maybe, you know, producing my own podcast and just kind of producing a show. I was doing kind of like a news type of show. And I, I still would, would enjoy that. But as time went on, I think I, I was able to kind of sharpen my goal and, and just further identify that. And, um, you know, that, that was a process. And I, I would, I would say like, it is very important to pray about that too. And I, I prayed along the way and I had several confirmations around that time of my life. And it was kind of, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of was like crazy how specifically like things would happen. Like I would pray about it. And like the next day at work, I'd have somebody come up to me and tell me something. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's just undeniable. Like I, I just, I'm so confident in it, but you have to put that effort in. Um, but we probably should, did you want to touch on anything else, Peter, before we move on? Because I do want to pull up some scripture here, but I don't want to run no, out I of think, time too much. Right. I think it's probably a good, a good idea to start getting into that scripture too. Okay. I'm going to pull up the Ephesians passage. Okay. Um, I can pull up Romans. I had Ephesians pulled up, but I can definitely go to Romans. Uh, if you already have it pulled up, you can go ahead and take that. Cause I gotta, okay. I'll read it maybe it while, you're, here, so. while you're looking or you wanna, if you want to look for Romans 8. Yep. That's fine. Perfect. So this is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. In him, Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to to the praise of his glory. Yeah, so I wanted to include that because I think it's important to know the difference between calling and election. When we're talking about calling in this episode, there are—I guess there's two separate types of callings that we're talking that we're speaking about. One is our faith, and this is this Ephesians path, passage is one that shows us that God chose, and and this is where some people are going to have some issues with <laughs> it, but it is what it is. You know, God predestined and chose us to be conformed to His image, um, and this is about the election side of it. So. Um, I just think it's important to distinguish that because while the two can be kind of like interconnected, I, I think that they are different. And I just want to clarify that for any listeners that might yeah, not I, fully be. How, how as, would you how would you explain um, that? Because I I do feel like I would almost disagree and say that it is kind of the same thing, especially the way it says being predestined uh, according to the purpose of Him. So we're predestined to have a calling. I would, I would almost equate purpose to calling here. And so because of that, I would say that we're elected to a purpose. And because we all, like some of them are similar callings and purposes, but I would say that they are connected, but I I, want to know maybe how, how you would explain. I'm not saying that's not even, that's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that our calling in our faith and our calling in, like our, what we're going to do for work. I'm saying those are two separate things. Okay. I'm definitely okay. not saying that God is not fully sovereign because God is sovereign right. in the sense that he chooses everything that happens. He chooses our purpose. He chooses our calling. He chooses the time that we're saved. He chooses everything. He's, he's all powerful. He's almighty. Yeah. So I'm definitely not saying that, but no, I'm saying that, that, that I think that provides some clarification, which is good. Yeah. So what I'm saying is for our listeners to, to know 
what is the difference between, because we're saying calling, calling, calling. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, are you talking about faith or are you talking about kind of the other side, which is what are my gifts? What am I going to do on this earth, um, right. especially for work? So, And I, I, I would say, though, I, I do believe that those are connected. And I would say first, most importantly, you need to find what your like heavenly calling is. And I think once you know that, you can use the tools and the gifts that God gives you in finding what your worldly calling is, I guess, if you want to call it that. And I I think, again, they are interconnected. They're not always exactly the same. Um, I feel like, I feel like both of ours are fairly similar. I feel like mine, especially because it's both communicate communication, but I feel like yours is advocating for people when it comes to politics. And in the same way, you know, advocating for people in, in the Lord's eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with what you were saying too, that they are, that they are different things. And I think maybe we'll, if we have time, talk about that a little bit more answering that, that other question that you posed the difference between using, using the gifts that we hold. But I, I think that's, yeah, definitely good observation. I want to paint an example. So Mm -hmm. I, I said initially, I said they were interconnected, but they're different in some ways. What I mean by that is you could be a banker, right? You can be a, a bank teller. Um, is your career necessarily like the same as somebody who's, who's a full-time missionary? No, you're technically not working, um, fully. Like the work you're doing is not technically like physically for the kingdom of God, but even in that career, you can still witness to other people. You can use your Mm -hmm. gifts to do all types of things. So they're interconnected, but they're different. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did want to say as well, you mentioned a second point there. I was going to, I was going to, touch on that. I forget what you were saying now, but, um, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Romans eight twenty eight here. It's going to mm-hmm. tie in as well. Uh, so, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called called according to his purpose. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a verse that we could go a whole <laughs> lot, lot into, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to keep it kind of focused here in that, um, who have been called according to his purpose. So in short, and this is kind of what I posted here below the verse, there's kind of like a commentary that I found. It's, Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and read it. In short, general purposes for the believer are to be made alive in Christ, to be transformed and conformed to the image of Christ by God's grace through faith and to do the good works God prepared in advance for them to do. General purposes also include things such as seeking to know God and fellowship with him, learning to obey and serve him, being good stewards of his creation, bearing spiritual fruit, loving others, sharing the gospel, and making disciples. So all of those things, really, we can do pretty much in any type of work, right? Yeah. If you read the end of that section there, obeying and serving him, being good stewards, bearing spiritual fruit, loving others, sharing the gospel, making disciples. Those are all things we can do in any job. And the second part here says believers discover their individual purposes as they seek God and study his word, will, and ways. God designed each person as an individual creation, and his purposes unfold to transform every area of life. Purposes may be given for a specific time, such as with the prophets, or God may give certain abilities, giftings, or callings for particular events, such as with Joseph's preparation to preserve people during a famine, or Esther's purpose in rescuing her people a calling for such a time as this. And that's what I wanted to touch on because is because I think that underlines exactly what I was saying previously about they're interconnected, but they're different. And I think this, Mm -hmm. this commentary here touches on the, the second section of this episode, which is we already started on it a while back, but identifying your individual calling, your individual purpose, you know, God did right here, design each person individually, um, and you may be given a purpose for a specific time. You know, you may be given a purpose just like Paul, you know. Uh, I put Galatians 1, 15 through 16 on here. But Paul is a perfect example who was given a specific purpose for a specific time. Um, and you could really say multiple different purposes hmm. of for what he did and, and his story. But I just... You know, that is the, okay, right here, Galatians um, 1, 15 through 16. I got 
14 pulled up one second. Mm-hmm. But did you want to touch on that? Do you have yeah. any comments on that, Peter? Or just, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. There's a lot to kind of go mind. off there. There is, but it, what it made me immediately think of is 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not going to read all of it because there's, there is a lot in here, but I'm going to read verses 12 through 14, and then I'll explain why I thought about this. And you'll, you'll probably be able to catch on once, once you hear it. But for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And then it talks about a foot trying to be a hand or an ear trying to be an eye, that sort of thing. And what this made me think of is, and it even says, now you are mem- you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administrators, variety of tongues. Are they all, and then it lists them all again, are they all, you know, each of these individual things? No. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And then that next way is talking about love. And I think even even talking about that then, just a little comment I made there at the end, the next one, 1 Corinthians 13, is like one of the purposes that we have as a body of believers for all of us is to love. And that's one of the things that you list in the general purposes. And obviously, again, I think all of those points are very good and, and very accurate. Seeking to know God, fellowship with him, obeying and serving him, good stewards, bearing spiritual fruit, loving others, sharing the gospel, making disciples. And so that again, is like the general purpose that we have. And that's us coming together and being a body because if the body is not in unity, it's going to fall apart. If there's one part of the body, you know, whether it's, whether you're talking about having a disease that attacks one part of the body or, or something that I obviously think of is, is the gym. If you have one muscle that's, you know, maybe you tear a muscle or something, or maybe you just, even if you just strain it, it impacts how the rest of the body is going to work. And so that's, I think, both of these are interconnected because we do have, you know, God has appointed these apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administrators, variety of tongues. He appoints each of us again for that specific purpose, like Joseph's preparation or Esther's purpose in rescuing her people, calling for such a time as this. We all have an individual purpose if we're aligned with the Lord. We have that individual purpose, and that is our, like, solo calling in life but we also again have these these bigger picture to bring the body of jesus the body of the church together and i think that is such a beautiful picture that ties in like perfectly here is the body of christ yeah and honestly i had this listed last but i think this this section goes perfectly with what you just said and summing it up and kind of just the idea of like no matter what we do so long as we're doing it for god we can't go wrong and that's a security blanket that comes with faith. You know, it's a very lonely thing that the world teaches you. Um, a lot of men, especially in, in today's day and age, they're, they're, they're chasing status and money and fame, you know, and they think that's going to bring them fulfillment, fleeting fulfillment. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, once you have your faith, that's the most important thing. Once you're serving God, you cannot go wrong. I mean, even if worst case scenario, if you, if you work, you know, minimum wage at a fast food restaurant for the rest of your life. If you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm doing it for God, I'm, and you, you're living it out, you're being a light bearer. Um, and man, I don't mean that like it sounds because I know Lucifer means light bearer. So I'm not referring to Lucifer absolutely at all. No, but, but, but it does, the word also talks about being a light on a hill. So it's, it's, right. it's the good type of light, <laughs> not right, deceptive. Being a, being a light, right? Mm-hmm. Spreading the truth. You can't go wrong. And that's John 15, five through eight. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. Powerful stuff. I mean, yeah. Whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Um, so long as it aligns with God's will. But man, if you don't remain in, in Christ, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers, picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Yikes. So, 
<laughs> basically, Powerful you're, you're useless. That's basically what it's saying. Cast but out it's also a guaranteeing. Withered. It's also guaranteeing. If you're in Christ, you'll be taken care of. You know, yeah. you'll bear much fruit. Apart from him, though, you can do nothing. But I, I just think that's a great way to sum up what you were saying specifically. Um, and, you know, back to, back to what you're saying about, and, you know, I want to give an example. Like people might be thinking, okay, what's an example of this? What's this, what's an example of like a specific quote unquote for such a time as this, a, mm-hmm. a purpose for a specific time. And honestly, a, an example that just popped in my mind, but I think it's a good example is Abraham Lincoln. You know, he was a man of faith, um, very strong man of faith. Uh, and he was just, uh, you know, a poor boy from Kentucky and, you know, rose to the presidency of the United States, led a nation out of, out of slavery, you know, um, fought a brutal war for it and got killed for it. But his calling, and I, I believe this to be a hundred percent true, you know, there might've been other things that God used Abraham Lincoln for, but I think it's an example of somebody who had a specific calling, identified it, and I think did God's will and led us out of, out of slavery. And that's, you know, that's, one example that I can think of, you could probably talk about a whole lot of people. You know, you could even talk about, um, shoot, Deion Sanders. I mean, he's in the limelight right now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Big time. <laughs> prime time in the prime time spotlight. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you may say that might be small or big or whatever, but, you know, he's an athlete. Um, now a coach. Ultimately, yeah, now a coach. But in the press conference after the game, the first thing I heard him say was talking about Jesus. And, you know, whether it's primetime Deion Sanders or Abraham Lincoln or Neil Armstrong, the astronaut, I don't don't know if he's a man of faith or not, but God has a specific purpose for all of us. And they may or may not be directly connected, but they're interconnected regardless because God is fully sovereign. But you may you may not think they're, you know, interconnected always, but identifying that purpose is so critical. Um because I'll tell you what, once you identify the purpose, you feel, I personally have felt like so close with God, like I'm living out what he has ordained for me. You know, even when, even when you're taking the small, humble steps, even when Peter was writing for Charlotte and game, you know, um, this is small steps, but you're, you're walking in God's will. And yep. when you pray about it and it's confirmed and you do the work and you, you, you seek him and you see it come to life, it's really exciting. And even the small things can really be exciting. And that's, that's the beauty is that, you know, if you're in Christ, you'll be blessed from it. You know, you'll bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. God, Jesus literally told us the word of God, the true word of God is true always till the end of time, the undying truth. You Amen. will bear much fruit if you're in me, period. So it's exciting. It's, it's encouraging, but a lot of people don't ask the question. They just don't, you know, and that's a lot of people don't have faith, which is number one issue. That's that's the biggest issue is, is yeah. spreading the gospel. But even with people who have faith, whether you're, you know, me and Peter talked about a while back, like the the lukewarm Christians, kind of like the lazy, quote unquote, Christians, apathetic, those type of people. Yeah, apathetic. You know, those type of people. Are you are you really seeking God's will for your life? And are you asking the hard questions? Are you doing the work? Cause at the end of the day, what we're talking about today of identifying your calling, especially when it comes to career, that does take work, you know, and it takes patience and it takes time and effort, but it's absolutely worth it. So those are my kind of closing remarks. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel yeah. pretty, pretty encouraged. Yeah, me too. I feel motivated and just, blessed to be able to just I guess talk through this and provide an example of examples from our lives and more more importantly from the word um, and even examples of people in, in history or a current person like you were talking about with coach prime um, I think I think being committed to is also what's important because I think some people are a little what's the word like wishy-washy wishy-washy like they don't really commit to one thing and I know part of that too is because it is a process to find what God's calling on your life is. And he, you know, sometimes he doesn't reveal that right away. And that's, that's in his timing. Sometimes we just have to give, give it up to the Lord and just say, you know, God, show me, show me why. And again, it's the mindset of not me, me first, but show me, 
show me what your purpose is with this. And and so, yeah, I think commitment is important too. all the things that, that you laid out too. And I think it's such a powerful thing too, when you do find what that calling is, when you find what, what God has in store for your life and how he will use you. It's, it's an incredibly powerful and uplifting feeling. And yeah, being able again, just to talk about in this episode has definitely left me very, very encouraged and just motivated and kind of ready to ready to get to it again. You know, let's, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Started off the phone call we had before the podcast started off with Peter getting pretty hyped to uh, the Deion Sanders. Funny enough, yeah. we, we ended it with Coach Prime. We started with Coach Prime. We did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but getting kind of fired up from the pregame speech. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny to see that come full circle here at the end of the podcast. For sure. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm pretty encouraged. I, th- I think it's it's a good message, an important message. Um and I want to encourage everybody out there too. If you're trying to figure this out still, you know, don't feel rushed. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that, you know, I felt, you know, before I feel like I identified God's calling on my life, I felt like I was rushed. I felt like I need to figure this out. And I think a lot of that stems from, you know, social media and seeing everybody, you know, succeed and get rich and famous and you're, you're bombarded with this stuff 24 seven, you know, there is time to figure it out. And, and the worst thing you can do is like, jump into something that you have not really confirmed is like, you know, is this, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, not to say you can't recover from it, but you, you want to be wise about what you do with your life and you want to be tactful, but patience is definitely necessary. So I want to encourage everybody to be patient and just, uh, seek, seek the Lord on this, pray about it. Think about your childhood, go back. What does your heart always go back to? What if people told you along the way that may seem a little bit, I don't know, you know, unconventional or difficult to imagine accomplishing, you know, if somebody encourages you and says, Hey, you know, I, I you could be, you, you could literally be in a Hollywood movie. If somebody told you that and a couple people told you and you, you have some gifts, you know what, go for it. You know, that's something that at the end of the day, are you going to go back and wish would have been the case? If that is the case, then sometimes you just got to go for it. But, um, yeah, I think that there's several ways we can identify these things. Um, but at the end of the day, I would encourage everybody to read these scriptures, pray about it and, uh, just ask the hard questions cause it's, it's absolutely worth it. So Amen. unless you have anything else to say, Peter, we can go ahead and uh, close it out. No, I think I'll maybe if, if it's all right with you, just kind of wrap it up with some prayer. And then, and then if you want to follow and, and wrap it up. Yep. Perfect. Cool. Father God, we come before you today just asking for just your your wisdom in each of our lives in discovering what your purpose is for us and how you will use us, Lord. For those who, who are out there and who know that, Lord, again, I pray, like we talked about, that they would just remain committed to that, that they would pursue it wholeheartedly, that they would trust you even when there are speed bumps along the way. And that they would always keep you first in whatever they're doing, even if it is even if it is just like quote unquote regular worldly work. I pray that they would find ways to just be a light for you. And especially Lord, um, I pray that you would just provide all of us with what your calling is in terms of just advocating for you, spreading your message, spreading your love to other people and being an, an example of, of you, God, and, and of, uh, and of Jesus, and the, the example that he set for us when he lived here on this earth. And I just, I thank you for, for what a blessing it is when that purpose is discovered. I pray for those, Lord, who, who are still searching for that. Again, I pray that first of all, they would seek you first, not, not seek what, what you want them to do necessarily with their life, but first seek you. And then once they find you, Lord, and, and find just an, a deep connection with you, that then they would be, be ready to pursue what, what you have for them to do. And I, I thank you, Lord, that that you do have a purpose for each of us who are, you know, work, work for the good of all those who, who love and serve you, Lord. And so I just thank you for that promise, for that reminder, for what a just motivating and just peace giving promise that is. And, and I pray that we all, Joe and I, and everybody listening, Lord, that we would all honor, honor and glorify you in the most magnificent way possible. And, in Jesus' name that we pray. 
Lord, I want to echo everything Peter prayed, and I, I just sympathize with uh, the prayer, Lord, if anybody's out there seeking their purpose and seeking who they are, I pray that they would find you and that they would find the mm-hmm. the undying, ever, never-changing truth in your word um, and just find the beauty in that. And uh, I just pray that the peace that transcends all understanding come upon them and they have patience and just remind us, Lord, of, of this John 15 scripture, Lord, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Lord, I pray that, that we would ask to find our gifts, to find our calling, um, and that it would be done for us, Lord, that you show us these things. Show those who don't have that already what they're supposed to be doing and uh, what you have in store for them. And I just pray that you would continue to grow and bless True North Talk our aspirations here to spread the truth and the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to True North Talk, Season 2, Episode 4. If you made it this far, you are the goat. Uh, Be sure to like and rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Share it with somebody who needs to hear the truth and the gospel and the beauty that comes with it and who needs to find their calling, potentially. And with that being said, we will catch you all in Episode 5. Peace out. God bless.